Now, I've been studying on something, so I really don't have it all put together, but just follow along with me. And and I'm going to start reading from Deuteronomy 26 and 14. It's good to have my wife here. A lot of times I'm by myself and I don't even know what to do because I'm used to being told what to do, you know. I mean, I, I, I literally, I'll have to FaceTime her. Is this tie all right? <laughs> no, wear that one. <laughs> okay. Look, she knows it's true. But I thank God for Sandra. She's my helpmate that God has sent me. We, and, man, we need help raising what we're doing. I thank God for my grandkids. I believe God's got a call on their life. That's why God placed them with us. Deuteronomy 26 and 14. I have not eaten thereof in my morning. Neither have I taken away aught thereof for any unclean use, nor given aught thereof for the dead. But I have hearkened to the voice of the Lord my God, have done according to all that thou hast commanded me. Look down from thy holy habitation, from heaven, and bless thy people Israel and the land which thou hast given us. Now, you realize that in a, Israel in the Old Testament is the church in the New Testament, right? And that as thou swearest unto our fathers a land that floweth with milk and honey, this day, somebody say this day, this day the Lord thy God hath commanded thee to do these statutes and judgments that thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thine heart, And with all thy soul, thou hast avouched the Lord this day to be thy God and to walk in his ways and keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and to hearken unto his voice. And the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people. That's right. Now, I'm peculiar. Well, man, don't look at me like that. I'm not like everybody else. We're not like every other church in town. Come on. We are a peculiar people. We have been blood-bought. We have been baptized in His name. Not the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But we have been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are a peculiar people. And I want to preach just for a minute on some things the Lord's been dealing with me the last few days. On the sweet aroma of our praise. Now I believe that it's no accident that every song's been dealing with praise. They have been up here exhorting to praise. God wanted to bust this thing wide open when that that choir was singing. But maybe y'all wasn't stretched yet. I don't know. Because nobody moved. 
is that song, I Shall Not Be Moved. Y'all were singing it. I tried to run and I got a cramp. But I was doing my best. I hadn't stretched good enough. But he wants to move into this place right now today. And if you will just forget about everybody else just for a little while and just praise him in the next few minutes, God's about to change some lives in this place. God's about to heal some bodies in this place. God's about to heal some minds in this place. Father, I worship you. I magnify your holy name because there is none like you and there is none beside you. Lord, I need you to anoint me right now like I've never been anointed before. God, I came here to praise you. Lord, I came here to give you everything that I have today. Lord, I want to praise you in the dance. Lord, I want to praise you with my song. Lord, I want to praise you with the uplifting of my hands. Lord, I want to clap my hands in praise. In the name of Jesus. Now clap your hands and begin to praise him. You may be seated. 216 verses. 248 times praise is mentioned in the Bible. From Genesis to Revelations, there praise is mentioned. There and we are promised and if and commanded that if we praise him, things will begin to happen in the in the physical world that spreads over from the spiritual world. Come on, I don't know about you, but I need him to move upon me today. Come on, I've been walking through some valleys. I've been walking through some trials. But I'm stepping out of the valley today and I'm putting my foot on the mountain and I'm about to start praising Him because He's the one that died on the cross for me. He's the one that shed His blood for me. He's the one that robed Himself in flesh and stepped out of heaven and put one foot into humanity. You see, God lives in our praises. We are commanded by Scripture to come into His presence with a song and a praise in our hearts. Let me tell you, God has protected me. God has blessed me. Look at me. Come on, He he has taken care of me. When the doctor said there is no hope that you're in trouble, I turn to my God and I begin to sing His praises. Come on, I've been so sick in my body before, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it. But you know what I did? I began to praise Him. Come on, I walked through the valley of the shadow of death when I didn't think I was going to make it one more day. But I lifted up my voice and I began to praise Him. He not only desires our praises, even more important, He deserves our praises. Psalm 28 and 6. Blessed be the Lord, because He hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength, my shield, my heart trusted in Him. And I am helped, therefore my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song will I praise Him. Now I love to hear good singing. 
But he didn't say you had to be a good singer to sing a song to him. Usually, the worst singers are the loudest anyway, so let it rip. Come on, because God is going to listen to him. He's singing unto me. He's praising me. He was walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but he has a song in his heart. This, this verse of Scripture said, my heart trusted in him. Now, how long ago was it when I got stents? I don't know, but I, they, they, they tested me and gravy came out. I know it shocks y'all. So they, they put, at first it was bad, bad, bad news. They said, man, you got some bad problems. I thought, and the exact words of the doctor was this, too much mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm like, really? I told my wife I'm taking that doctor a piece of that Mexican fruitcake to him Tuesday. And I'm going to say, you try this, and you tell me what you would do. I'm going to have a fork. I'm going to say, open up. Ah, mm. <laughs> And as I was worried sick, you know, because when I went in there, they wheeled me out. My wife would tell you, I'm not scared of much of nothing, but I was like a deer in headlights. And they kept pumping drugs into me and going, well, this guy's not going out. I mean, they just kept pumping the dope in me. Now, I was getting smiley. But I wasn't getting sleepy. He told my wife, he said, I gave that man enough drugs to knock down a, a cow. And he's just looking at me. I told him, Doc, that ain't my first IV trip. <laughs> so we went to the hospital. I'm just going to tell you, the Lord seen my heart. My heart trusted in him. And when that doctor got in there, he said, well, we don't understand this. It's not as bad as what we thought. Don't you love it when they say that? We wasn't able to get all the dye in in the, in the doctor's office. And he says, he, he is blessed. He has a big heart. Oh. With bigger arteries than the normal people. You know why? Because I trusted in my Lord. I was afraid. Come on, I don't, just because you're afraid doesn't mean you can't trust him. Come on, in your fear, he will make you strong. Come on, when you're weak, he's going to make you strong. It don't matter how afraid you are. You just put one foot in front of the other and say, Lord, I don't understand it, but I think I'm going to sing a song to you today. Oh, God is great and greatly to be praised. He wants to hear our voices. I don't know about you, but when I pray, I always incorporate some song into my prayer time. Because he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And he tells us over and over in Psalms, praise is singing unto him. So it doesn't matter whether 
You can sing like Brother Gene or like Homer. Oh, he's saying Homer Dale. God wants to hear your voice. Psalm 98 and 1. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. A new song. For he hath done marvelous things. Come on, has he done any marvelous things for anybody lately? His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath openly showed in the sight of the heathen. Come on, my old friends, the heathens, they see what God has done into my life. Come on, when you come out of that water, you're a new creature. Everybody else without the name of Jesus on them is a heathen. And God wants to show the blessings upon the world who you really are. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All the earth. Make a loud noise. Well, I don't like all that noise. Man, you're going to hate heaven. You might as well not go. Because it's going to be loud. It's going to be so loud that you're going to... I can't wait to get to heaven. Come on in. I'm going to be the loudest one there. You see, I should have been dead in some prison somewhere. But God reached down into a drug rehab. He filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I can't wait to begin to praise Him. I can't imagine going to a quiet church. Dry it up. If somebody said, hallelujah, scared some of you to death. You see that? Can you imagine at a church where they never say it? Them same people might have been at the honky-tonk the night before. They were out there dancing and shucking and jiving. Come on, they might have been at the Razorback game watching them beat up on LSU, and they were screaming and hollering. (laughs) But if you say hallelujah in their church, they have a heart attack. Psalms tells us not only to make a joyful noise, but to make a loud noise. I can only imagine when billions upon billions of the blood-bought and the redeemed begin to gather around the throne of Jesus, the one who shed his blood, the one who saved me, the one who heals me, the one who protects me. When we all begin to praise him, it's going to shake the universe. Come on, you better look out because I'm going to have a runaway because I was bound by drugs. I was bound by alcohol. I was bound by fear. But he reached down and he put my life back together again. I'm going to run Antoine and I'm going to throw my crown at his feet and I'm going to say, you alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. Psalm 146 and 1. Isn't the screen lady doing such a good job? She's fast. 
Look at that. Praise ye the Lord. Now, I love this part. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. In other words, as long as there's a breath in me, I'm going to praise him. When I wake up, I'm going to praise him. Come on, sometime all through the day. Every once in a while, I go, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for keeping your hand upon my family. Come on, I have to pray all the time. I don't know about y'all, but I have to all the time. Sometimes during the day, I'll reach over and go, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that thought. Lord, I praise you because you're blessing me, because you're keeping me. When I go to bed, the last thing I say before I go to bed, somewhere in my house, I stop and I say, thank you, Jesus, for keeping your hand on my family. Come on, when I see all the things that happens and you read the news and you read all the tragedies that happen all over the world with all these other people's families. And when I go to overseas and I see all these people destitute and poor, I can't help but thank him. Uh, my family is safe. My family is fed. My family is clothed. So I want to praise you today, Jesus. I want to thank you today, Jesus. Isaiah 25 and 1. O oh Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name. For thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. For thou hast made a, of a city a heap, of a defense city a ruin, a palace of strangers to be no city. It shall never be built. Therefore shall the strong people woo, glorify thee. The city of the terrible nations shall fear thee. Come on. They're afraid of God. Come on. The Bible says the devil believes in one God and trembles at his name. Come on. I'm not going to fear any devils. I'm not going to fear any evil. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat. When the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall, thou shalt bring down the noise of strangers. You know what that means? People. As the heat in a dry place, even the heat with the shadow of a cloud, the branch of the terrible ones shall be brought low. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts Make unto all the people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines of fat things, full of marrow, of wines on the leaves well refined. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. Now you're going to have to read this because there's a lot being said right here. He will swallow up death and victory. What he do on the cross? And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all the faces. And the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth. 
For the Lord hath spoken it, and it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. One of these days, I'm going to shake off this mortal body. Come on, and I'm going to put on an immortal body. There won't be any more tears running down my face because there's not going to be any more sorrow. Come on, there's not going to be anything but joy and gladness. And I can't wait to see Him. I can't wait to rejoice. I can't wait to praise Him. It's not just the Old Testament we are told to praise. Romans 15 and 8. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers and that the Gentiles, everybody raise their hand, say I'm a Gentile, and that the Gentiles might glory God, glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, for this cause, I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And again he saith, rejoice ye Gentiles with his people. In other words, come on church, rejoice with the Jews. Rejoice with Israel. I praise him because he didn't just die for the Jews. Now, I'm not anti-Semitic, but I'm so glad that Peter heard the voice of God and he went down into the house of Cornelius because when he did that, he opened up the door for an old drug addict named Nick Mahaney. Come on, Jesus said, it's just not for the select, just for the Jewish people, but it's for you, and it's for you, and it's for you, and it's for you. I came and I died that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Hebrews 2.9 but we, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. Come on, church. Has God been good to you? Come on, did you have a paycheck this week? Did your family have food to eat? Did they have clothes to put on their back? Come on, are all of you in, here in church and not in a hospital? You need to be able to sing his praises. Now we see an act of praise in the New Testament. 
Jesus has preached. He has taught for three and a half years. And he has walked this earth. He has cast out devils. He has healed the sick. He has raised the dead. Come on. That's what's cool about Jesus. I've seen weddings messed up. Because some guy got his, I mean, some guy got cold feet. I've seen services snowed out. In fact, a lot of places, they could just say snow and they'll shut down church. Or, oh, I heard it's going to be a bad thunderstorm. Everybody better stay at home tonight. That's faith. Yeah, nothing like that faith. They went to work. Yep, they went down to McDonald's, got them a Happy Meal. It was snowing. It was raining. Oh, but don't go to church. I remember when I first got to church, my dad uh, called me. He was somewhere. Hey, ignorant, what are you doing? I'm in bed. I don't feel good. He said, when you going to church? I said, I told you, I don't feel good. I got a headache. You know what my dad said? Well, I bet his head hurt hanging on that cross, didn't it? I was like, man, that fat rascal. He said, I want to ask you one question. I said, what? How are you going to get healed laying there being carnal? Instead of getting up and going to church and having somebody pray for you. Now, when we was kids, I mean, I've been like burning up with fever, and they'd lay you on the on the on the pew, and I'd roll underneath, you know, and pull the bubble gum off and chew it. Y'all can't tell me you never did that. Just me. The wintergreen lasted the longest. But Jesus is going around and he's preaching. It's about a week until his death. Time after time he's told and warned the disciples of his imminent death. So he now journeys to Bethany. Knowing that his time is short. He goes to the house of Lazarus. Now, to me, that's awesome. The man he raised from the dead, before he dies, he just wants to go hang out with him and visit him for a little while. And they prepare a supper for him. Martha is serving. And while Martha is serving, Mary takes a pound of spikenard. And she begins to anoint the feet of Jesus. In Mark, it says she anointed his hair. And this was a selfless act of praise and worship. Because this was a very costly and it was a very rare ointment that she had placed upon him. Spikenard was not even grown in that region. The only way to get spikenard it came from India and China. It had to go down the spice and silk roads to make it all the way 
to Jerusalem. So she not only took this valuable ointment that cost a year's wages. Can you imagine having a, a spice that cost a year of your wages? Mine would be pepper. <laughs> and she took an alabaster box. Now, studying about this, a lot of people believe that that spikenard was her inheritance or her dowry. That's why it was put in an alabaster box. And to the women of that time, the dowry was very, very important to them. And she took the most important thing in her life and she broke it. And she washed his feet and his hair with it. Spikenard is a very powerful ointment. Only takes a few drops to last all day long. But she took a pound and put it in his hair and on his feet. So what they say, if you a pound of spikenard would last 10 to 14 days, you could smell the aroma of that perfume. As they was beating him, he could smell her praise upon her. Come on, as they spit in his face, he could smell the aroma of her praise as he knew that he was going to the cross to die. Don't you tell me your praise isn't important to God. Come on, as they ridiculed him, the aroma of her praise was coming up forth to his nostrils. As they nailed him to the cross, he could smell the aroma of the spikenard still in his hair. As they jammed that crown of thorns on his head, her praise was prevalent in his life. As he went to the cross to die for our salvation, what he smelled was her praise. Every time it got tough and his flesh got weak, I believe that aroma of praise would come up to his nostrils and he would take another step and say, I've got to go to the cross. Every time that nail went into his hands and the blood began to spurt out, the aroma of, his, of her praise came up before him and he said, I've got to keep pushing on. i got to keep pressing forward because there's a drug addict named Nick Mahaney. As the flies and the gnats were buzzing his face, he could smell the aroma of her praise. Well, I'm going through this. My family's acting like this. You see, you see the preacher standing up here. Oh, they got it all together. Got all their tie just right, I think, didn't it? Shoes. Coat not wrinkled. Everything in their life is just perfect. But what you don't realize is that we're just like you are. Our kids act up. Well, not the jeans kids. They're perfect. Got bills sometimes. I don't even know how I'm going to pay them. If you want to you know what faith is, living on the evangelistic field, not everybody takes care of you like this place. Come on. 
Brother Gene and Sister Gene, they evangelized. I've left places going, Whew. Got, got that sign, we'll work for food over there. But you know what I do? I just begin to praise him. Because the aroma of my praise comes up as a sacrifice to him. And he stores my praise. Like the pastor was, man, when he began to speak about that this morning, my praises are stored up. Come on, it's a sweet incense. It's an aroma that rises up before the throne of God. And when I begin to praise him, guess what? That smell comes up before the throne and he goes, whoo. What is that? So we can't afford to come to church and just have, well, this is a Sunday. It's an average Sunday. Go eat breakfast at 9, hear great teaching at 9.30. Good preaching, 10.30 most of the time. Somebody may get the Holy Ghost. And then we leave, we go back to our homes, and before you know it, you are in a rut And when them trials and them tribulations begin to hit you full force, you haven't been getting that vessel filled up at the altar of praise with your hands lifted. Come on. What I like is people say, well, I get my blessing by watching. Oh, really? I'd like to go on a big fast with you. And we go to the buffet. I'm not even going to use a plate. I'm going to use the tray. I'm going to be fasting. I'm coming off a fast. I'm about to eat. I went on a 10-day fast one time. They said, bro, you need to sit down and eat some soup. I said, man, you better get away from me. I fell in on a catfish buffet. I said, that soup's for you wimps. I know what I'm doing. Look out. I tore that. Man, you ain't never seen nobody eat like that except the four lepers. And I'd like to go to the buffet, and man, I love chicken. I'm just going to tell you. Man, that's my favorite day of creation is the fifth day. When they created all the fish and the chickens. That's the first thing I might praise him for. Lord, I just want to thank you for the fifth day. And as I begin to put one of those big old chicken legs in my mouth, and you reach out, I'm going to smack your hand. I go, just watch. You get yours by watching, remember? No, you got to get in it. Come on, you got, I don't care if it's just a walk, but you got to get out and you got to dance before the Lord. I don't care if all you can do is just walk around and wave your hands. That's about where I'm at in my life. You got to get out of your seat and you got to praise him. Jared, you got to praise him like there's no tomorrow because you don't know what God has in your future. Come on, you got to praise him because he has reached down and he has pulled you up out of sin. Come on, you got to praise him because he has healed your body. You got to praise him because he waited a May, Brother Dale, when there was no way. You got to praise him like you've never praised him before. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I know what's going to happen today. I'm going to praise him because if something comes after me tomorrow, I got a dance in my feet. I got a song in my voice. 
Let's all stand. I'm going to tell you one thing. These young people know how to praise. They know how to praise. I think the pillars need to get out and begin to praise today. Come on, I think some of you elders need to get out and say, you know what, I appreciate your praise, youngster, but let me show you how it's really done. There should be a joy in your, in your, uh, in your step. There should be a song in your heart. Man, this lesson this morning, it stirred me up over there. God, all those tears that I have cried, all those prayers that I have prayed, and listen, not just my prayers, all those prayers of your grandpa, come on, all those prayers of your aunt and your uncle. Come on, God has got them saved up. They never die. What he wants, he just wants you to praise him a little bit. I want the musicians to come. Maybe you've been through something this week. Nobody knows about. Kind of blindsided you. I know what it's like. It's kind of hard to praise him sometimes. But when we step out of our comfort zone and we say, man, I, you know, I don't know if I really got any reason to pray. Poor me. And we begin to say, Lord, I'm here to praise you. I believe we can blow the roof off of this gym. I believe people that hasn't moved in years can get up and begin to dance in the spirit. Come on. I believe some of the onlookers, they go, well, look at that old dude run. That's good. I believe you can run right with them. If you've been going through something in the last month or so, I want you to come down to the front. Come on. Now, I know all of us could go, but I'm talking about some serious stuff. Come on. You've been fighting some things in your mind. You need a new job. Oh. Oh, heart's broken. Come on, oh, heart's broken. That's when it's the hardest to praise him. When you don't understand, why is this happening to me? I don't understand why, God, this has to happen to me. And I, look, y'all know me. I'm, I don't put on any airs. I've sat there and prayed before and go, God, you know I love you. You know I serve you. You know I believe in you. Why do I have to go through this? Because he wants to see how much you really want to praise him. Come on, if you've never spoken in tongues in this place. And you'd like to receive the Holy Ghost. Come on down here with us. 
And we're going to praise. And you're going to start praising him. And God's going to flow out of you. And you're going to start speaking in the name.